I'll go home as a beggar and ever be your wife. He kissed her and hugged. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Katie. And this is The Housewife Did It. Pop culture. Yeah. We're here for more gossip. Yes. Um, we'll start with some housekeeping. We had some pretty bad audio issues last week, which we Mm -hmm. apologize for. Uh, We got them fixed to at least like a non-ear bleeding level. But hopefully this week and as we go on, it'll be better. We're just going to have to keep troubleshooting that we're still newbies. Yeah. I will say, though, I um, started listening to an older episode of Crime Junkie yesterday mm-hmm. for the next case I want to do, and their audio was, like, very different because it was an earlier um, episode. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we'll get there. Yeah. Also, a reminder that we have merch. Mary's sporting another mock-up today. She just mailed mine to me, so... I'm waiting patiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we'll put that in the show notes again, the link to our merch on Bonfire. And it's also mm-hmm. in our Instagram bio. Again, Instagram and YouTube are Housewife Did It Pod. So find us there. Find we our merch. Shirt. We have shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, coffee cups, and tote bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it won't so. look just like Mary's. Mary made hers. Yeah. They do not have tie-dye options. Yeah. But you can take that shirt and make it a sweatshirt. If you'd like. Mm-hmm. Alright, any quick updates, things you're watching? I just got into season two of Summer House. Uh, it's not really interesting so far. Yeah. <laughs> On season two, I'm like just getting into that season. Um, my husband would like to know if anyone can tell us who Steven's high-profile English boyfriend was from season one because he is very interested in finding out if it's a member of the royal family. Mm. Um, that's really all I'm watching right now. I'm trying to get caught up on. I had my last day of school, though, so I have room for plenty more. Yeah. We watched the Summer's House, Mar- Summer's Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in it yet, but I think that's, like, true of a pilot season. Um, yeah. And it's, like, really reminiscent of Winter House in that, like, A, mm-hmm. it's, like, one big trip. It's not, like, weekends. And it's, like, a shit ton of people. Like, it's, like, a lot yeah. of them. So it's, like, I feel not connected to any of them. But I'm going to yeah. give it time because it takes time to become connected to them yeah i feel like a lot of the times when bravo does a show that's like a spinoff of another show but in a different location like when Mm. they did like southern charm new orleans it just isn't as successful yeah as the first um, yeah round and i think that martha's vineyard has like a lot to offer for like a summer house world um They've gotten a lot already into, like, the culture of Martha's Vineyard and, like, black history there. And mm-hmm. so it is, like, interesting in that regard. But I just don't yeah. feel like I'm, like, ooh, I'm, like, rooting for that person yet. So yeah. we'll see. I also started, okay, I'm in love. I started The Ultimatum Queer Love on Netflix. And I've never watched The Ultimatum before. So I didn't quite realize how chaotic like the premise and and things were gonna be but it is pure chaos (laughs) but i am already invested in those characters if xander isn't your favorite then i don't know what you're doing but yeah it's so good can't wait to keep watching i think mary's probably gonna give it a go eventually but not not yet yeah um and i'm already behind on rupaul all-stars so We're going to get into Taylor Swift, but I will say, Mm -hmm. to start, I'm not going to break down all the Easter eggs from the new Karma music video, because... I will. Okay. Well, I was (laughs) going to say, but we can also post about them on Instagram, because there's a lot. Okay. So let's get into it, then. 
right. Taylor Swift, uh, struggling. Well, I don't know that she's struggling, but some fans are. Yeah. Some fans are boycotting Mm -hmm. until she makes some comments, a public statement about Maddie Healy. Um, Some people are selling their Eras tickets, which I'm sure other people are thrilled by that have been wanting tickets. Yeah, if you find one. Yeah. Some have canceled their Speak Now pre-orders. They're calling this movement or campaign, whatever, um, hashtag speak up now. So I read a few fan comments. Someone said, oh, Taylor Swift really abandoned the Performative Activist Act now now she's showing her true colors dating Maddie Healy, a transphobe, racist, xenophobe, molester, anti-Semite, Islamophobe, neo-Nazi that watches abuse black women porn. Which, I didn't know all of those things, but yeah, probably fair. And then someone else said, no matter who your favorite artist is, you don't have to condone their bad decisions. Taylor's recent choice to be with the notorious racist Maddie is simply unacceptable for a lot of her fans who have been rooting for her for a decade. It's hard to keep on supporting Taylor's choices right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's all fair. Yeah. Uh, I do know that, like, I think at this point she has to know what everyone's saying. Yeah. But I do know that she says she, like, doesn't Google herself or, like, read articles about herself. So it's possible that, like, for a little while she did not realize yeah. how mad people were. But I'm sure her PR is, like, pretty on that at this yeah. point. As I'm sure everyone knows now, she's announced some additional songs being released. One of which was the Karma remix with Ice Spice. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super shocked by her collaborating with Ice Spice, I had already told Mary that at the concert they were playing like a lot of Ice Spice leading up to Taylor performing. Obviously a little bit strange, coincidental, convenient for her for this to happen right now. Mm-hmm. So people are saying this is damage control. I do think it's a little fast to be damage control because they've like had time to make a video and record this song and like I think that takes time. Yeah. But I mean it is strange and it could be like mm-hmm. on Jack Antonoff's end some damage control even if they're not dating like these are two people that he produces and like works with so maybe he's like yeah. hey, I'll have one of my stars be friend i don't know but even maddie healy's apology about ice spice has been like i guess i am sorry because no one thought my joke was funny yeah so it's also been reported that maddie himself and taylor are working on music together so that would be the opposite of damage control (laughs) People have been putting, like, side-by-side comparisons of things that he has said next to things that, like, Taylor has said and done. Mm -hmm. And, like, pointing out that they are, like, polar opposites as far as, like, her building up this, like, belief system. And especially, like, after watching, like, Miss Americana and, like, watching her struggle with, like, I want to say something. I want to put myself out there and put my values on the table and like let people know what I think and her being told she shouldn't and doing it anyway like I think we talked about this like when we first brought them up like it's just kind of like sad to see her like work so hard to have built that up and then like one person take that away yeah from her and like upset people so much because of like the things that he has said um and then like i he like really confuses me because like he has said and done some like very awful like unquestionable things and then but there's also like been a video going around of him saying like that if he were to repeat some of the things that the president of the united states had said on a song like they the song would be censored and like that that's not fair that like the president can say things but he can't as an artist and like it's like do you 
agree with him mm-hmm. or not because you're saying like a lot of the same things of your own accord yeah and then like like do you really have a leg to stand on yeah but it's and, also like, it's sad. like what do you even think can be her statement at this point like if if the statement isn't like i'm gonna break up with him I don't yeah. even know what you can say. Like, you, yeah. you'd you have to say, like, I denounce everything he has said, but here's mm-hmm. why I'm going to stay with him. And I just, like, right. don't even know, like, how you do that at this point. Yeah. So people are saying, like, well, if Ice Spice is happy, then, like, why do we care about, like, well, why does our opinion matter? Like, she, she was, like, one of the people who is like specifically a target of one of his comments and if she is like able to move on and go to taylor's concert and be featured with her and like her instagram posts about the song have been like that taylor's such an amazing person that she just loves her and everything like and people are saying like maybe we just need to drop it because like ice spice is fine so we should be fine but i think that it's much bigger than that like there have been well before the ice spice thing and like even beyond ice spice there have been things that that like yeah she would have to if she wanted to truly like fix it Mm -hmm. she would have to just break up with him i think and because even when he like you said when he does apologize it's not right um, good yeah so here are my thoughts with ice spice who is going to turn down performing with Taylor Swift is my thought. Yeah. So like saying like Ice Spice is fine with it, like may not be true, you know, like she's not going to not perform with Taylor Swift. Like that's, that would be silly. But my other thoughts are that like, I think like the only other way, if you don't break up with him, would have to be, like, a joint statement. He would have to come yeah. out, too, and say, like, I am truly sorry. And, yeah. like, they would have to, like, or maybe two separate statements, but, like, they would both have to say something. He would have to somehow yeah. redeem himself. And yeah. she would have to say, like, because of his apology, like, I feel fine. But if yeah. if they can't get him to do that, and he keeps yeah. just saying stupid shit, like, I guess I'm sorry... Right then, like, how does she even just, like, how does she justify that? I just, I think... Yeah, like, he actually has to change the behavior, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Which I just feel like Jack should be, like, come on, dude. Like, just fucking say something. Which maybe he is, who knows. Yeah. I don't know. I also, like, um listening to you're losing me like makes me wonder like how serious it can really be with maddie if like this song like really goes over how she was like ready to marry joe owen and like i don't know it just reminded me of um when justin bieber came out with like lonely and ghost of you after being married to (laughs) Haley bieber um and then trying to like pass it off like this is not about selena gomez no no this is about my grandpa every time that song comes on in our car um my husband says like oh my gosh it's the grandpa song Mm. because like there's one part in ghost of you where he says like um your memory is ecstasy or something and like like the idea (laughs) that that is about (laughs) justin Bieber's grandpa is asinine um but i don't know like listening to that song i was like maybe girl maybe you need a minute yeah to like gather yourself because like this is so sad yeah um yeah i also think like i thought i had heard I don't know. See, again, this is where I get, like, I don't know how literal we should take Taylor Swift songs nowadays when she writes from, like, all these different perspectives. Um, Because she's also, in Midnight's, has, like, so many Mm -hmm. songs about how, like, she doesn't want to get married. Or, like, champagne problems. Or in Lavender Haze. And, like, all of these things. So, I was kind of under the impression that if anyone wanted to get married, it was Joe. Yeah. So I don't know. 
I've heard a few different things because there was also um, at one of her concerts she made like a comment like it's really not that hard to propose to someone Mm -hmm. Um, and then and people were like oh that sounds shady and then this song came out and they were like oh that was shady Mm -hmm. Um, but I've also like heard people saying that they felt like especially because this song was like from the vault and that it was like not released until after they broke up mm-hmm. that maybe the ideas she was putting in lavender haze and champagne problems are more like to show him that she like agreed with him oh right okay um but i don't know yeah um but i did see something fun that i haven't told you about yet so i don't know if you've seen it um <laughs> so there are many, 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 many Easter eggs and theories from the new um, Karma music video. There are a lot of, like, hints at what the next re-release will be. People think, like, because there's 1989 written in Roman numerals. There's also, like, a reputation mm-hmm. scene. There, people have found, like, they're like, oh, the sand is purple, so it is... It is, again, speak now. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we know. But, like, people are saying, like, oh, it's debut because there's butterflies. There's, like, so many different ideas. And then a lot of people are also saying that the Wizard of Oz, like, scene is supposed to be debut. I saw that it was 1989 vibes. I, other people said that it's, like, supposed to be a Friend of Dorothy reference, which they've talked about on Drag Race. I don't know if you know what that means. Mm -mm. But, so... You know, like, in Drag Race, they talk about um, Judy Garland, like, being, like, queen of the gays. Mm-hmm. So, a long time ago, like, when it was, like, illegal to be gay, um, they would say they're a friend of Dorothy. Oh, okay. To, like, secretly, like, announce that they're gay. And so okay. people were saying, like, well, she's not quite dressed as Dorothy. Like, she looks kind of like Heidi from, like, the book Heidi. And so people were saying, like, oh, she's dressed as a friend of Dorothy. And so that's another theory but i think that the biggest one i've seen is people saying like 1989 is the next re-release right. because of the Roman numerals and then the nails mm-hmm. um which is carrying the coffee cup and i saw so the the light bulbs there are three and then mm-hmm. it flashes to five so people have said like mm-hmm. three being like speak now the third mm-hmm. and then five being 1989 so yeah. it like goes from yeah yeah so, if that is the next re-release, I would be very excited. Mm. Shockingly, because I don't really like 1989, personally. But, this is why I'm excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, do you know who has partial ownership of the song style? No. Harry Styles. <laughs> I had a feeling that's where you're going. <laughs> um, and... So, people are saying that if she does re-release... Well, he has partial ownership of the remix. Oh, okay. Clarify. So, people are saying if she does re-release 1989, there will be a remix version featuring Harry Styles. And it would be his first collab ever. People are like, It'd be, it would be his first collab as a solo artist. But, like, I, I genuinely cannot think of a time that One Direction collabed with someone. Yeah. So, I think it would be, like, his first collab ever yeah um and it's a song that's about him yeah um so that would be so fun i think yeah i'm just so ready for a reputation release. i used to think um like you know that we talked we've talked about like that when we were in high school like there's a lot of pressure put on us to like not like taylor swift right at the time like like she wasn't a good role model like she dates around too much and like she is like uh like especially in a time where like people were really like condemning feminism and like they're like she just like goes after guys and then like writes these mean songs about them like she's not a good person or whatever and so like there are a lot of albums that i hadn't listened to until more recently and reputation was one of them and like really the only song I knew off of Reputation was Look What You Made Me Do. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, Reputation is not, not a it. good album. And then I listened to it and I was like, this is like my favorite album. Yeah, it's so good. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
Every day my love for Reputation grows like a little more. Yeah. But I'm obsessed with Midnight's. Yeah, it's so good. I saw someone say like, um, "You're losing me" is like a, a a gut punch to the lover and Reputation girlies, and I was like, "It is." Like those yeah. are my two favorite albums. <laughs> it's like everything, everything we've built has been torn to shreds. Yeah, but I saw one that said, "You're losing me" is like or makes all too well look like shake it off. There's like yeah, there's one that was like um a like a statue. With two smaller statues on the side and a bunch of people bowing down. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, the biggest statue being You're Losing Me. And then was flanked by All Too Well and Dear John. Mm-hmm. And then the people bowing down were, like, all the other sad songs. And it was, like, we have a new winner here. Queen yeah, of the sad songs. But, like, I just, it's so good. How did Would Have, Could Have, Should Have not knock any of those out? I, like... What it could have should have was one of the people bowing down, and I was like, "Are you mm-hmm. kidding?" No. Also, saw someone, um, someone from like the Bachelor universe post something today where they said, "Like when I found out that what if could have should have is about Scooter Braun, it really like changed things for me." And I was like, mm. "What? That would be weird." Like, that's a lot of um, there's a lot of references to like to sexuals. Oh yeah, a relationship <laughs> that make me think that it's not yeah. about Scooter Braun, unless there's something we don't know about him. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Scooter Braun yeah. still could have taken her girlhood. Yeah, in, like, I think there's a, a lot of way. things that could overlap. But then you think about like the like stained glass windows yeah. and like his house. Yeah, having stained glass windows. John Mayer's house having stained glass windows. Like, yeah. I just don't think that that's the case karma is definitely about scooter Braun. yeah but spider boy does say something because i do too i don't want to be mad at her anymore (laughs) i know i just i don't know but it does feel like the longer she waits the like people are not going to be happy no matter what she says yeah so because it becomes like less and less Defensible. Right. Defendable. It does, once you wait that long. you wait. Yeah. yeah. And I also think, like, this is maybe a reach, but me and my husband were talking about it. And I think, like, when you have, you want people to get riled up like they did about Jake Gyllenhaal. And you want people to get riled up about John Mayer for Speak Now. And you want people to be mad about these gross things this man did to her. Right. Then it's like, but unfortunately, she's currently dating a gross man. So it's like, how, like, how, like, as a as a feminist, how do we get on that like fuck John Mayer train when you're dating Maddie Healy? So like, oh, it's okay if he did it to someone else, right? As long as it's done to you yet. Right. Also, um, like now people are feeling that way about Joe Alwyn. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Joe Alwyn, can you fight? Yeah. Um. And so I saw I saw a TikTok where somebody had, um, a bracelet that a friendship bracelet they made that said like Joe, can you fight? And they like cut it and they changed it to Joe, it's on site. That was funny. Okay. Vanderpump yeah, time now. Yep. Vanderpump reunion time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Obviously, conflicting timelines. Yeah. Now Tom's saying they hooked up five days after the Mondrian. Yeah. Boys night. Um but obviously other reports are that it was that night, Mondrian Boys Night, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure is what Ariana said in the finale episode. That is yeah, she said that it was it was that night. Right. Um that they had sex in her car. Yeah. And then we saw that video. Right. Of yeah. Them outside the Mondrian. Jamie Jamie like, Lynn's video. Or Jamie Um, but yeah, they they were like like, whispering in each other's ears and, like, very close to each other. Um, and they didn't, like, kiss or anything in the video, but, mm-hmm. like, it just, it looked like a very intimate moment in the video. And right. it was, it was right outside the Mondrian from that night. Yeah. Um, obviously, Schwartz said he was told in late August, and Sandoval had told Andy. He told Tom in mid to late July, or January. Yeah, mm-hmm. mid to late January. So... Yeah, no one can get their yeah. shit straight. <laughs> no. There's also, like, even, like, Raquel can't get her shit straight because 
in the like peacock extended cut sheena and this is not in the reunion this is like something that was cut from the finale Mm -hmm. the new finale episode sheena told ariana that raquel had been telling people that sandoval came onto her at coachella in april and told her that he and ariana were in an open relationship like and she said that he just kept saying like we're open like it would be okay if you and i like hooked up to which i say you have been friends with these people for five years and you in the previous finale you and ariana are talking about how you have confided in one another about your sex lives how would you not know yeah if they were in an open relationship like and like that's like i get that like relationships have like private parts of them but like if y'all are talking about your sex life and you're talking about how like she's confiding in you that there are a lot of times when her and tom don't have sex like don't you think it would have gotten brought up by now like come on girl i know you're stupid but like yeah but then the fact the fact that she didn't hook up with him allegedly at this Mm -hmm. time he just was like trying Mm -hmm. and she went to other people and said isn't this kind of weird like tom was hitting on me it's giving groomer for mm-hmm. the whole, like, it. it's like, okay, he was, like, planting the seeds, and she probably at first yes. wasn't believing it and was thinking, like, no, I'm friends with these people, I would know that. And right. then uh, whatever else he's saying to her along the way somehow, like, changes her mind enough. Like, it is yeah. starting to feel, with that piece of information, mm-hmm. more and more, like, he, yeah, has been working on this little plan. Yeah. Um, and he even said to Andy that he first realized he was attracted to Raquel, like, a year ago. Yeah. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Um, they make her sit in a trailer that is exactly 100 yards away from Sheena. Um, and she's, like, watching the reunion on the TV. And... <laughs> Like, five minutes into the reunion, Andy is like, so, Tom, why didn't you come clean to Ariana, like, when this first started? And everyone starts, like, yelling over him, and it's just, like, this, like, there's a long time to get the answer to this question. And she's like, I want to hear him answer this question. And, like, it made me so mad. Like, she's, like, giggling, like, like, that she needed answers. Like, girl, Mm. shut the hell up. Like, shouldn't you know Um, the answer to that? supposedly right like y'all have been y'all have been scheming in this for seven months like you don't need an answer right now this isn't about you but it did make me wonder about that idea that's been swirling around that they actually started hooking up when she was engaged to james and the idea is that they like made this pact like i'm gonna break up with james you break up with ariana and then we'll like find a way Mm -hmm. to say we got together and people are saying like well she held up her end of the deal but then he didn't um and i also think that that would if that's true um and maybe that that's like the bombshell that drops because lisa tweeted the other day that it is not that she knew um Mm -hmm. but if that's the bombshell that dropped i also think that that would explain her comment of like I wanted to have sex with someone I love because, like, she, maybe the whole time she was engaged to James, like, she wasn't really in it. And then our mom wondered if she had been waiting on Sandoval the whole time um, Mm. that she was on the show, especially since, like, James has been saying a lot this season that, like, Raquel's only goal was to get on the show like however she could and like our mom was saying that she thought maybe she was using james to get to sandoval in the end and that maybe explains the like having sex with someone i love comment that like she really didn't want to be with james in the first place and it just went too far i guess and she got engaged to him on accident Uh um but there's also like people have been pointing out me personally I think that looking as far back as people are in Vanderpump to find answers is not helpful. Right. Most of the time. Because there's one scene that I saw someone say, like, oh, she's, like, 
not been in it for James from, like, the get-go is, like, for her puppy party. Right. And she says, like, I think that having a puppy will be good practice for when James has a baby. And then she corrects herself and she says, well, when James and I have a baby. And I think that we're giving Raquel a little too much credit because we've already established the bitch can't talk. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Um, she can't give a speech. She can't do an interview. So I think that that was just like a slip up. But like people yeah. are like, oh, like she never liked James. And I think that that, I think going that far back maybe isn't like going to prove that. But I do think it's possible that that, w- that is just how she got on the show. Yeah, I also think, like, going back that far, what it does help with is, like, establishing who Tom is as a person. Yeah. But beyond that, I feel like, yeah, it's all, like, it would be pure speculation to just be, like... I mean, also, sure, if we find out that they have been together since her and James were, like, while her and James were together, then, like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be shocked... But even, like, pulling back from a time that he said, like, he was worried about her being faithful, and everyone's like, see? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Tom's response was kind of weird. Like, uh, I wouldn't yeah. do that to you, and she wouldn't do that to you. But from James's like, point of view, I also think he's a jealous guy. Like, I think he has yeah. been. So I don't know that that, like, inherently means anything. Yeah. I also think that um, at that time he there were a lot of rumors circulating that he was cheating on Raquel right and I think that like like hurt people hurt people whatever and so I think that it's just like he knew that like he wasn't being faithful and he wasn't like someone that she could trust and I think he was like projecting that onto her Mm -hmm. and so like I do think that like I think yeah I think that going back to that and being like oh my god like he knew something was up like I don't think something was up at that time yeah I do think it's possible that they started hooking up during season nine yeah but I don't think it went that far back but yeah uh there's also like they talk a little more about the comparisons between Kristen and Ariana and Ariana and Raquel um and they're like again pointing out that like what he says about the end of his relationship with Kristen and the start of his relationship with Ariana is like word for word matching up with what he says about the end of his relationship with Ariana and the start of his relationship with Raquel. Um, and then Ariana keeps saying that she knows he has coached Raquel on what to say at this reunion because he coached her yeah. on what to say about them getting together while he was dating Kristen. Right. And that like, she he would like tell her like we have to like stick to this story and this timeline and like I, like she says like that she now looking back she said like she asked him at the time like why are you not break why did you not break up with her and he was like oh well like this had happened and this had happened and this had happened and like so now i think there's just a lot of like stuff going on in hindsight that like it does match up but she also says that really the only time they ever talked about their problems like in excess that she talks about on the reunion was like there was one time she said he yelled at her for 45 minutes mm-hmm. straight just about like the this like that they were having trouble in their relationship and like the other than that they really hadn't had very many conversations about it um and she also said that like when he he said that like they were intimate like four there or they had sex like four times a year Mm -hmm. and she was like her and sheena pointed out that in the last month of their relationship alone like they were very intimate and they had like and like intimacy isn't just sex Mm -hmm. so like maybe they were only having sex four times a year no i think they were having sex a lot after they went to couples therapy yeah because I, I think like, that's what the couples therapy was for. Was yeah. for them to get better. Right. And, like, she said, like, she really just didn't see anything wrong because, like, things were getting better. And even, like, and, like, she had said in the, maybe in the original finale, I think, that, like, if she, if he wants to have sex with her, he has to, like, be around. Mm-hmm. And he has to, like 
participate in things with her and be like a true partner to her Mm -hmm. and so when you're going through couples therapy and those things are mending like of course it's going to also mend your intimacy because she's telling you that that's what she needs for it Mm -hmm. so there's a lot more like lying yes of course from him um dude lisa Mm -hmm. so wrong lisa come on so obviously lisa yells at lala that Tom is not dangerous. That mm-hmm. when when Lala says that Tom's gonna end up like Randall in ten years, that this is a dangerous person. Lisa takes big offense to this, which could just be because this is her business partner, and labeling someone she's yeah. in business with as dangerous could hurt her. But then she went to Instagram, doubled down on this, and said, "I love Lala, but dangerous wasn't the right word." So Lala. Mm-hmm along with a lot of other people, mm-hmm. uh, commented on this. And Lala said, I love you more, but narcissists are extremely dangerous to your mental health. They will deplete you in every way imaginable. This is not my opinion. This is extensive research done by professionals that I've had the honor of speaking to and who continue to educate me. Dangerous is the only word to use. If anyone cannot relate to what I'm saying or understand it, then I envy them. I also firmly agree that Tom will end up just like yeah. Randall. Yeah, and like the other comments, um, my my personal favorite was from Tracy from Jersey Licious. Mm. Um, commented and like her and a lot of other people were like echoing what she was saying, but like they were say- pointing out that calling someone dangerous does not just mean that they are a physical threat to you, right? But that he is a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Like, there for 10 seasons, people have been calling this man a narcissist. I don't Mm -hmm. care if he has been officially diagnosed or whatever as a narcissist. Like, he is a narcissist. And he has been gaslighting Ariana and controlling Raquel. And Schwartz. And Schwartz. And that is dangerous. Like, Mm -hmm. he is trying so hard to like sway something that he did that was like so horribly wrong to sway it into his direction and like that and it it shouldn't ever go in his direction but like that is dangerous like and i think that for the most part like especially like in lala's situation with randall for the most part that is the way that randall was dangerous we know that they're were like casting couch situations and like there were some times where he was like physically a threat to people but like then the the main thing as far as like the finances and the custody battle and the like marriages and all of that like he was emotionally dangerous right and so like to say that that that's not a danger uh. And then to double down on it. Yeah. I saw that Instagram post from my dog's account, and I was like, what the hell is wrong with you that you would go back go back and, like, after people had responded and <laughs> been like, girl, no. And then she's like, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariana did admit that her relationship with Lisa would probably change. Um, she seemed to immediately regret saying this <laughs> because of yeah. the way Lisa would not let it go. But we yeah. also know in real time, like, they went to the White House Correspondents Dinner together. Yeah. They've been to Vanderpump Dogs events. So I I think that they are fine. <laughs> yeah, I also think that Lisa um, misunderstood right. what Ariana was saying. Because, like, when Ariana said, like, I think Lisa knows what's best for her business. I right. think that Lisa took that to mean like, oh, she knows what's best for her. Mm-hmm. Like, she better make the right decision. And I think she was like legit. And because then she said like, I'm not in a place to give Lisa business advice. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she was like legitimately trying to say like, I if she stays in business with Tom, she knows what's best for her business, and like that's fine, and I understand that. But like, I won't be there physically right. with him. And so I think that I think she, Lisa got caught on that. Mm-hmm. comment i don't know why she was so fucking defensive at this reunion Mm-mm. but i think she got caught on that comment 
that's why she wasn't letting it go because I think she thought Ariana was like being like, oh, she knows what's best for her. Yeah, and I don't think that's what you meant. Yeah, Andy also pointed out that before Scandal, this season was going to be about Katie and Schwartz's divorce, Lala and Randall breaking off their engagement, and um, Raquel and James breaking off their engagement. And of course, like in the part one of the reunion, the only two of those people who were in the same room at the same time were Katie and Schwartz, and Schwartz, like, sucks. Yeah. Like, he was throwing Katie under the bus just, like, every chance he got, including, like, with Lala. Um, Yeah. So, like, they asked Katie how she felt about how close Lala had gotten to Sheena, and Katie is, like, clearly struggling to answer that question, and Tom just jumps in and is like, You told me. Well, actually you said this thing that and like Lala got really upset about it and it's just like every time like Katie tried to give her opinion on their marriage he was like that's not true Mm -hmm. and like she was like I am trying to like explain why I asked for a divorce Mm -hmm. I need you to like shut the hell up for a second so that I can say this Mm -hmm. um it's also like why I just have I'm at a loss as to, like, why it hurts him when she says she doesn't want to be friends. Because she is right. Yeah. He clearly does not like her. Yeah. So, like, why do I you... Think- when she says, okay, we don't need to be friends. And she says, I look for loyalty and integrity in mm-hmm. friends. And he's like, oh, I just can't meet your standards or whatever. Like, okay, if you can't meet the basic standards of loyalty and integrity, then you don't need to be friends with really anyone. Yeah. But five seconds ago, you admitted that you had been hiding an affair from someone who was a groomsman at your wedding mm-hmm. for almost the entire time the affair was happening. Of You don't have integrity or mm-hmm. loyalty. She's right. Yeah. And like it, I, I think that it's like he's really worried about the dogs, to be yeah. honest. I think it's more of that. And I think that that's why. Raquel was trying to be so defensive about the dogs to Katie like oh like well I don't think you should be saying you're gonna take the dogs away from him I don't remember her saying that well personally Raquel said that she said it in a text okay but I think that he was really like amping that up also to Raquel like right I mean Katie I think Katie went on Lala's podcast or something and talked about Mm -hmm. it and I think she was just saying like I was just like we were discussing what would happen Mm -hmm. with the dogs if we are no longer speaking like I think it was more of like we as as a married couple going through a divorce we're trying to figure out custody of our animals um right and Raquel also no matter what Katie sends in a text message People are going mm-hmm. to call it rage texting. Yeah. So, like, she cannot text her ex-husband and say, hey, I'm not liking the things you're doing. If I don't want to see you, how are we going to figure out the dogs without Raquel and Tom Sandoval coming to her and being like, you know, still rage texting time when y'all are divorced. Yeah. It's like, A, we're not divorced yet. B, my dogs are none of your goddamn business. And C, like, not every single text that comes out of Katie's phone yeah. is a rage text. Like, she's allowed to have critical thoughts toward him. Yeah. Without being told she's raging. Yeah. I also think that, like, Katie's a grown-ass woman. Mm -hmm. I, like, my best friend and I have discussed this. Anytime I get a text message that doesn't end in an exclamation point, I'm like, oh, they're mad at me. Mm -hmm. But also, I am, like, a baby. Mm -hmm. And Katie is, like, 36, Mm -hmm. I think. Like, she's mature and like she can she can like text people without feeling the need to make it sound super nice Mm -hmm. and like like oh like like i i just feel very like i don't know when i text i feel like very like i have to make sure it sounds nice so that nobody like reads it and thinks i'm mad Mm -hmm. but i think that people who are older than me don't feel that way or who were in a 12-year yeah, think, relationship. Like, she doesn't yeah, feel the I need to sugarcoat to with Tom. Yeah. Just be, like, 
up front in your text is not being ugly mm-hmm. in them. Yeah. But, I don't know. Um, those girls, though, they made $200,000 in merch sales for something about her. And it is killing yeah. those stupid heads. Um, I can't remember if I said this last time we talked. I know I've said it to someone, um, but I saw someone point out on Twitter that, like, more than anything, what is killing Sandoval in this moment is Ariana's success. Like, not the end of the relationship, not the backlash from the affair, but, like, the fact that she is doing so well because, like, that man would do anything to be the face of Bravo. And now, Ariana is not only, like, I would argue the most famous person on Bravo at this moment, but, like, her success has branched off of the channel, and now she has, like, three active television commercials. She did, like, a press tour, like we talked about last time, where she was on the Today Show. She's doing all these podcasts, especially since the finale aired. And, like, she's got so much happening yeah, that, like, it's killing him to watch her get so much out of this. Um, and someone else pointed out that, like, if you want proof that him crying, like, the like as soon as the reunion started was fake, like, mm-hmm. he started crying and James told him to stop and he, like, immediately stopped. And they're like, compare that face with the face he makes when he finds out how much these girls just made off of their spite merch. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is the face of true sorrow. And, like, it's, like, you can see that he cares a lot more about that than Ariana. Um, did you listen to Call Her Daddy? I did. I don't think I finished it. Okay. But I did listen to it this morning a little bit. Okay. So, we learned a few things on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Ariana said she never told Tom she was going to kill herself. She said that, she talked a little about, like, when Tom... He went to Raquel's, Mm -hmm. shot that scene for the finale, and then came back, and, like, her friends were over to comfort her, and he came in, like, screaming. We did also see on a never-before-seen that he, Mm -hmm. like, shows Raquel, like, look at all these people at my house. Like, I wasn't allowed to throw parties and, like, Mm -hmm. this. And he, like, comes in and says, like, everyone needs to get out. Like, we're not having a party. Kristen also said this on her podcast. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it was not a party. So, come on, you fool. (laughs) But she did say when she found the video on his phone and, like, brought it up to him, she confirmed that, yes, he was like, let's take this outside. Like, please stop yelling. Like, I don't want people to hear this. And then he took her phone and wouldn't let her have it back. She said that she had said Mm -hmm. unseriously that she was going to tweet about it. And so he took her phone because he didn't want her to tweet about it. Yeah. But she obviously didn't. Yeah. You got it. But like she said she did like once she got home start like texting everybody and like telling them what had happened. But she said that she also when she got her phone back she already had a lot of text messages because Sheena Mm -hmm. had started telling everyone. Yeah. And so she's had a lot of people like texting her and being like, I just heard this from Sheena. Like, is this true? Like, what do you need? Like, are you okay? And like, yeah. And then she was also texting people to let them know, like, we are broken up and here's why. And like, just kind of giving everyone a heads up before it fully came out. Yeah. Well, and Lala said, I remember like right after this happened, something about like, how proud she was basically that like had ariana not texted everyone that's mm-hmm. when like a narcissist can like yep. convince you to stay with them or to mm-hmm. change like he could have started coaching her on what happened yep. and and she might have been like manipulated so honestly the best thing she could do is immediately tell everyone because that is when yep. like her mind people will disagree on like when I say clear, but, like, that's when her mind is the Mm -hmm. most clear about, like, what just happened, um, before he can get in on this. Obviously clouded by 
anger and things, but Mm -hmm. I think not letting Tom have an opinion on that is probably smart. And can hold, like, her accountable in Mm -hmm. a way. Right. Now all of her friends are like, okay, you can never be with this man. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I don't think she needed. Right, right. Back up on that, but. Yeah. But, I mean. Because he's a dangerous person. Yeah, but she actually did say on Call Her Daddy, like, having, if if I were to give advice to other people, like, having your friends (laughs) to make sure that, like, you don't go back is, Mm -hmm. like, necessary. Yeah. Um, so after they got home, she did say they were in a screaming match until about 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually, it, contrary to what we just said last week on the yeah. pod, said that they did go, go to Ariana. couples therapy. <laughs> she is confusing us. Um, they did go to couples therapy. She said she distinctly remembers a conversation that really felt like a breakup they, like, talked about all of the things going wrong, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, the therapist said, like, okay, so y'all need to make a decision. Like, are y'all breaking up right now? And he, Tom said, no, we're not. Um, mm-hmm. She also said that, like, to contradict what he said on the High Mandel podcast, he said that, like, as soon as the kiss happened... At the Mondrian is when he was like, we're getting into couples therapy. Like, we need to work some stuff out. Because he knew he wanted to dump her. So he said that that's when they started couples therapy. He told Andy that after that happened, they were not together. Right. And then they got back together. Ariana said that by the time they got into couples therapy, they were full on... Yeah. In the affair. Like, there weren't... It was not... There was no more breaks Mm -hmm. between when they started couples therapy and when their relationship ended Mm -hmm. as far as the affair went. So that part is different from what he said. Yeah. It wasn't like he like did this and he's like, Oh my God, like, what did I do? Like we need to work this out. And he just like, didn't have the strength to say no Mm -hmm. to that 28 year old beauty queen. Mm -hmm. Um, failed. What actually happened was like, he waited until he was fully in a relationship with Raquel and then was like, oh, maybe I should figure a way out of this. Yeah. Which also, with the conflicting timelines from even, like... Sorry, this is not a thought in our notes, so I'm just kind <laughs> of spit on here. But, like, there's stuff that Ariana says, like, Tom told me this. Like, this is where I got this yeah. timeline. And then Tom will contradict it to Andy or to yeah. whoever, which we know he's yes. a liar. But it does make me think, like, was he telling her the truth... And then, like, was hoping she would, like, be on board to tell a different story on camera. Yeah. Because, like, clearly, no. Like, she's not going to do yeah. that for you. Like, um, you're a cuckoo bird, if you think. Yeah. But, anyway, she explained the other breakup, quote, unquote, from Tom that he says happened on Valentine's Day. He mm-hmm. said on Howie Mandel that... We broke up on Valentine's Day. She knows we were broken up. And then keep in mind, like, the scandal breaks, Mm -hmm. like, March 3rd or so. And so he's saying for two weeks, we've been broken up, and she knows that. Her Mm -hmm. account of Valentine's Day is that he brought her flowers. They went to dinner. He brought a bottle of wine from their first trip together. Then they got home. They started making out. He said he needed to talk to her. He What she says is that he said, I can't do this. Like, we, yeah, we can't, can't make out, because I yeah. have to tell you something. And so they start talking, and she says this is, like, hours of talking. She also says yeah. they are drunk, like, plastered. Yeah. So she's like, clearly, a nine-year relationship, we're not ending it drunk. Like, we're just having a yeah. talk. And she said that they actually ended the... Con- like, they were kind of talking about, like, should we break up? Should we be together? Whatever. Mm-hmm. She admits that, but she says they ended the conversation by saying, like, let's keep this conversation going. Like, let's keep this open. Let's keep talking about this. And she actually said, mm-hmm. and Alex Cooper said that she agreed, and I think a lot of people, a lot of women especially, probably would. She actually mm-hmm. felt like because of that conversation, she felt better about their relationship because they were talking yeah. about things that they'd never talked about before. They were 
having like critical conversation um, and like getting to the bottom of their problems in a way that they hadn't before. And apparently to him, any like negative conversation should be like an obvious breakup in her mind. Yeah. So when you're in a nine year relationship, no, no. And she did say that she said to him, not the way Tom tells it. Like she said, I can't, you can't break up with me. But she Mm -hmm. said to him, like, if you want to break up with me, you are going to have to end it. You are going to have to yeah. say that because I you have to spell it out. am committed to you. And in her yeah. mind, any like quote issues that they're having are not deal breakers. They're not game ending yeah. issues, you know? And yeah, to I mean, like to him, it's like, if we have an gonna, argument, we're broken up. Yeah. I was going to say like being married, mm-hmm. which I feel like we've established that like, that's, what they were as far as like ariana is concerned because she doesn't want to be married um i would never assume that like my husband and i having a critical conversation means like oh like we're going to divorce court now or like we are divorced which in in tom's mind it's like we're done yeah we are in a like very seriously committed relationship because we are married or in this case like They've been together nine years. They own a house together. They have pets together. Like, that's what they were pointing out on the podcast. Like, the idea that having one critical conversation is, like, the end of the road Mm -hmm. nine years in, especially because are we to assume that that's the first critical conversation y'all have ever had? Mm -hmm. Right. And were any of those breakups? Yeah. No. So, like, why would she think that? Yeah. I like the part of the podcast where they were, like, talking about the car ride home and how, yeah. like, Tom was on the phone with Raquel and Ariana was on the phone with Sheena and she said, like, there was one point where he got out of the car and she, like, looked at the Uber driver. She's like, are you hearing this? <laughs> um, and they were like, you need to get that Uber driver on this podcast. So if the Uber driver is listening, we'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Please be our first guest. Um, her to hear first. She also said that like as far as the timeline goes of like we all know like she found out Wednesday night and she said cameras were up again Friday morning Mm -hmm. which I didn't realize because we like the public found out like Friday afternoon Mm -hmm. um so she said cameras were actually up and rolling Friday morning so they only had like one full day to process it before being filmed and she also said like, because she was so defensive of, specifically of Tom and Raquel together mm-hmm. throughout the season, that if anyone had brought it up to her off camera, she would have, like, believed it more. But it felt like they were bringing it up more, like, for the show and, like, just to, like, have these conversations on camera. And so when it was brought up during filming, she was like, I don't like mm-hmm. feel like that's a legitimate concern but she said, like if one of her friends had like told her off camera like i'm like really worried about this like she would have taken it more seriously yeah um she also said that she felt like when he wanted to have sex it was more about having sex and less about her personally because there was like a lack of validation and compliments which i mean honestly just pales in comparison to her not buying batteries mm-hmm. like she said, please objectify me. Yeah. He, like, she just said, like, she would ask him, like, do you, what do you like about me? Like, do you think I look good in this? Like, people, like, she said, like, she pointed out, like, people online are saying I have a great ass. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. And, like, and that was something that she said to Raquel was, like, nobody likes, like, a big old ass. And I was like, girl. Yeah, we do. That's a lie. Um, but... Like, clearly that was, like, something she wanted validation on and he just wasn't giving it. And then, and especially because we know what she went through in her relationship before Tom. It's been discussed multiple times on the show. He's aware of those insecurities and the fact that, like, he knew that and, like, and she was, like, begging for compliments and he still wasn't giving them to her. Like, of course she wasn't going to have sex with you. Yeah. Dumbass. Um, but she also pointed out, and this made me really happy, that she's, in, like, in a very different place now than she was at the start of their relationship. And so that has really helped her to see that, like, he is the problem. Mm-hmm. She is not the problem. And I think that that's really good because I know, like, 
that conversation she had with Lala, yeah. like, a couple seasons onto Lala being on the show about, like, her previous relationship and, like, just the, like, things that he would say to her, I think that if she hadn't been able to build her self-esteem back up, that something like this really would have affected her in that same way. And so, like, it's wonderful that she doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Um... And she said that he learned, she hopes he learns not to do it again. Which made me think of the scene at the end of John Tucker Must Die, where he's like, hey, this is my other girlfriend. Because, like, there's no fucking way in hell yeah. that this man <laughs> is going to learn from his mistakes no. at this point in time. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the most shocking thing, though, was... um when she said that he said that buying their house was a band-aid to fix their relationship because and like i i'm going to i think i'm going to say this every time that we discuss Tom Sandoval we've already established she doesn't seem to understand that people are filming him but i he also seems to not understand i guess that people are filming everyone else too right because to say that your house was a band-aid and then watch your long-term girlfriend put it up as collateral for your business and try to defend that to Lisa Vanderpump, who is telling her that is not a good business move because she trusts you and she believes in your success implicitly, to say that that was a band-aid, the whole world has seen, or can see if they would like, they don't watch Vanderpump Rules, can see that that's not how anyone else in the relationship thought about it. Right. Like. <sighs> yeah. If somebody be- believes in you that much. They're not like. They're not looking for a band-aid. Right. To patch something over. Yeah. you sh- And you should hold on to that. Yeah. Because you're. You don't have a great track record. Yeah. yeah that's my opinion. On to another narcissist. Yeah. Um, I will say, heavily disappointed in the Randall scandal. Um, but it was fine. Good information, I guess. Um, it was mostly, we didn't really get into the casting couch stuff at all. It was mostly, like, financial and abuse of his assistants, which I did think the assistant storylines were very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. really great to hear from them. I also thought, ah, when we heard that Tom Sandoval was having people pay for Raquel's flights. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. mm, Randall? Yeah. Is that is that you? Um, yeah. But rumor is that he paid them back and Randall did not. Yeah. But I think, you know, like, even though there wasn't talk of the casting couch, the things that his assistant said were... Right. Obviously sexual assault. Mm-hmm. So they at least touched on that. Well, and the girl assistant... Mm-hmm. Um, which I think was the only female assistant we saw. Mm-hmm. She is the one who was like has been on Vanderpump with like in yeah. like not majorly, but she's the one who we've seen like a when bit. he met with Katie and Ariana. Yep. Um, about investing in something about her. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, um, she was with. She said she was with him up until February of 2022. So like, mm-hmm. um, recent. So. There weren't any direct interviews with Lala. She did kind of talk about it on her podcast, but she didn't explain mm-hmm. why. She just said, like, yeah. she didn't say, I wasn't asked, but she said, yeah. my mom and brother were asked, and I was not on it. Yeah. So I don't know if and they I didn't wonder... ask, or if it's a legal thing. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, what we talked about last time with, like, the ad lib of Katie saying Randall, like... At this point that they're making this, like, maybe she really can't talk about it. But clearly she Um, can on podcasts. That's true. So, I just don't know. Yeah, so I don't know why she wasn't on it, but clearly they wanted her opinion because they put 100 million clips of her. Yeah. And clearly she can talk about it because she went on Nightline. Yeah. She's talked about it on podcasts, so I don't know, like, what the legality issue would be with the LA Times. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Obviously, he wasn't interviewed for it. Yeah. But they did play um, his, like, apology video. Well, it wasn't an apology. His statement video Mm -hmm. where he's like, none of this is true. And you are all believing lying liars who lie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I didn't do anything. Um, And then they got, like, her, 
brother and her mom's reactions to it. And her brother was like, I hate this guy. I love Easton. He's so cute. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for, like, I mean, obviously I feel bad for everybody, but I really feel bad for his older kids. Yeah. His, like, his older daughters with his first wife. Because, like, Ocean doesn't know what the fuck everybody's talking about. Yeah, but she but, like, will. Yeah, she will after, like, it's over. Mm-hmm. But, like, they have to, like, pick a side right. right now. Right. And I feel like Ocean's side has been picked for her, in a way. Yeah, I mean, she... she is really young, which is probably for the best, because there is only one good side. Yeah, and she still does. I mean, he still has her sometimes. Yeah. But I think that's another way, Lisa, that people are dangerous. Like, if nothing else, Lala is in danger of losing her kid because yeah. this person is willing to go through anything he can to, like, say Lala yeah. is a liar and stuff. I think that's a wrap. That's all our gossip this week. Yeah, that's um, all. It's everything Vanderpump with a little bit of Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. My husband said, like, he said, when the finale is done, what are y'all gonna talk about? And I was like, I don't know. Here's hoping more stuff comes out. Like, maybe by the time the, rea- the reunion is done, um, Raquel will be out of her facility. Or she'll be pregnant. Or Taylor Swift will make a statement. Come yeah. on, people. Keep giving us the juice. All right. That's all for today. Bye. Next time on The Housewife Did It, Mary will tell Katie the story of Georgia Tan and the Tennessee Children's Home Society, which ended up becoming an illegal adoption ring in the heart of Memphis. Mm-hmm.